This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Dear Albie, this is uh, it's a group that makes me happy. Jules is here. Hi, guys. Chris is here. Hello. Are you guys uh, be good? No, no beefs together or anything like that. No. Nothing no. lately, right? Good time. You guys seem to have been getting along lately. We have. We have. We just see more of each other. I think is the problem. It's <laughs> nice. It makes it makes my life easier when you guys get along, for sure. For sure. Um, this is kind of like a little off topic, but um, there is, and I, I feel terrible, but I was put on an email the other day. Mm-hmm. There is, and I don't know if somebody's sensitive about this, but there is apparently a new Dear Albie intern. Yeah. And Jules, Chris, so Nando went out and got us another intern. She wrote me the sweetest email because they, they put me on an email, which I obviously missed. I'll be with this person instead. Right? This I don't know. She seems so person. nice. I, I have not talked to her at all yet. Jules is nice. And I, I got an email today about it, and I was like, oh, my God, I, I, I meant to respond. Like, I've been meaning to respond, and um, uh, which I'm obviously going to do. And, Jules, I feel like are you – Do you, how do you feel about this, Jules? Are you, are you like a little – Well, I'm surprised that you got an email and I didn't get a personal email Wow. when I'm running this show. So <laughs> <I> <laughs> but when you're taking someone's house, you don't email the homeowner. You email a real estate agent. That's true. Uh. They're a broker. So they plan on taking your on dwelling in your home is what's happening. They no, they don't feel the need to talk to you. You're old news to them. Hmm. So I'm not. Oh, that's how the vibe I get from it. I've been pick with Nando actually. What's that? He hasn't responded to a text of mine in like six months. Oh, he doesn't oh. get text messages. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. He only. Do you guys have that Signal app? No. Yeah, we so tried it with our group text once, and then it just fell apart. No. So check your Signal thing because I don't get text from him. Period. You have to no, use no, get your app. shit together. Like, it's get, crazy. A, get an iPhone, like, like a normal person. <laughs> but it's wild stuff. But yeah, so um, but let's but, respond to the new person right now on the like, together. She wrote me the sweetest email. Let's read it and then respond. She she um said uh, if the community is the open book that we all claim that it is, I feel like they should be a part of Jules' response to the email that she wasn't even included in. Well, <laughs> it wasn't. I I don't think it was so much that. I well, I mean, look, it, it, hey, I thought guys, Mike's here. He's Mike's gonna do here. some work. Do you um. <laughs> Do you uh, – you were on the first email, though. You were going back and forth with her. Yeah. You were, so there was a group thing because mm-hmm. I asked you about it. 
And then I went on today, um, and I had an email, and it said, Hi, Albie, I just wanted to introduce myself before we get started working together. Thank you for being for letting me be a part of your podcast team. I go by – I don't know. Should we say her name? Are we allowed to do yeah, that? I suppose, sure. I suppose we're allowed to say her name. <laughs> let's definitely say her name. Okay? But this, this team just got slightly more Italian, it seems. I go by Bella. I'm Italian, if you couldn't tell by the last name. I'm from New York, broadcasting major with a pre-law minor. I plan on going to law school in the four, which is great because if she <sighs> if she's on the same <laughs> what law school go you come to the wrong guy for law school advice. But uh, I plan on going to law school in the fall. But I have a love for radio and podcasting. And um, if you need my assistance with, with anything, let me know. Very very nice email. I know a little girl that once wrote me a nice email. Kindly worded email that was just. The I same. love the venom in Jules' face. Right it now. really is. It really she does is. Not like Bella. But Jules, this is this is your your evolution, Jules. This is yeah. your boss lady, Jules stuff. You're 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 beyond this now. I should have been cc'd in that email. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know, like she like it's it's almost like you don't even want to joke with her, right? No, I want to joke with her for sure. I want to be very much. I want this to be the whole episode. Is this this new <laughs> this new beef? I don't even like Jules. I don't think is an intern at all. At this no, of course point, not. For for a long time, she's a she's she's a but partner I, in the I show. But I think it's a little weird that it's a little bit like a like a, a pawn going after like a queen. You know, it's like <laughs> I'm sorry, but you don't have the moves for what you're doing right now. And she, in my head, and I'm sorry, in my world, in my mind, she went above your head to go behind your back mm. and crossed your neck. <laughs> I would I, take it personally if I were you. That's I thought all I'm it was saying. a nice and I, I, you know me. I don't like to start trouble. I'm not somebody that likes to get people riled I, up. I, it's not my thing. I thought but it was a very nice. To me, email. I would take this personally if I were Jules. So I think she's great. I like Bella. Bella's been awesome so far. <laughs> I just think Jules should take it personally. I thought it was a nice email. Also, speaking of taking it personally, Nina just walked up to the office, looked through the window, saw we were podcasting, went, stood up straight, and then walked away. Urbano, but, not Nando. Not, not Nando. Urbano. Jesus. You said Nando. Yeah, Urbano. Remember when we couldn't say Nando's name for a long time. It's a whole thing. Anyway, um, no, I'm sure she'll do great. I, I mean, look, we're gonna have to. So I'm gonna I'm gonna email her back. We're gonna have to set up some type of a, a call or something. I, yeah. I feel bad. I don't think if I have a say in who works at this and who doesn't, I think we should have a live interview between Jules and her. Okay. And then you know the community can decide. Jules was upset when when I had set up an intern at the Berkeley, a completely separate thing. Mm-hmm. Jules got upset about. Jules was upset about <laughs> Owen. The fact that you call, I'm not. I said this before on, on this exact thing. He was more of a mascot than a than a than an intern. He was just fun to have around, but like intern work was not done by him at any point. Mm, I don't know. We're going to get into the mailbag. JLB mailbag at gmail.com, um, which is not the email Bella used because Bella had my personal email. So she went right, Whoa. right, right to the source, okay, wow. with her nicely worded email, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> so, dear Albie, I need advice, and I'm kind of embarrassed. This is going to be my first Valentine's Day alone, in all caps. I've always been with someone on this holiday since I was 15, not with the same boyfriend. I've had four different ones over the years. My longest relationship was for over three years, and we recently just broke up over something really stupid. But I just realized that this is going to be my first V-Day alone, and I don't know why I'm getting a little emo over it. I know that sounds stupid, but I really don't know what to do. All my friends are in committed relationships, so it's not like I can even go out with my girls. 
My friend Rachel invited me to come out with her boyfriend, but the thought of third wheeling irks me even more. Ugh, I don't know what to do. Do you have any advice for new single ladies on this holiday who aren't over their ex? What's something I can do to take my mind off being single on this holiday? Thanks so much, Katrina. I think um, I'm in the, the camp of Valentine's Day is a, is a made-up holiday, mm-hmm. and it's not anything that you should feel like you're being left out on. I do think there's something weirdly um, romantic about being sad on Valentine's Day. Really? Yeah, I once actually got kind of got broken up with on Valentine's Day. That's that's a true story that I'm not going to get into. But like, I wasn't sad that Valentine's Day because I was like over it. I was into. I was cool with it being over. It was more of like an official. This is over on Valentine's Day. You know what I mean? Heck of a day. Yeah. Anyway, different conversation for a different day. But I think there's something cool about like if you're Katrina, like just being sad on the couch on Valentine's Day because like hopefully it's not going to happen all the time. Maybe it will. I don't know. But for one thing, she abbreviates a lot of her words <clears throat> in the beginning, especially of that email. And we could maybe start with cutting some of that out. Oh, because she said V-Day. Now you're saying. No, that. there's some more before that. The, if you if I could run it down. There was a couple that I cringed, actually. One of them. <clears throat> that was um, but, uh, th- that was honestly <laughs> you didn't say anything just now. You no, gave her I, I, a minute and a half of nothing. About? I just said you just there's gave something. Her... I said there's something nice about embracing being lonely on Valentine's Day. What? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Al, let me give this. Maybe this is something for you because you are sheep and you feel like you have to give good news every saying, time no, someone fucking. No, emails I, 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 but here's the what, what, no, here's what you should say. Go find love in the next 14 days. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm I'm saying saying at all. It's okay to be lonely on Valentine's Day. A, because it's a made up holiday, it's not a real thing. B, because, like, what really are you going to pull off the next 14 days? Just be sad and embrace it. It's kind of cool. And then you attacked her. her, her That bothered me. I was going to say. Abbreviations. I'll read it to you, the part that bothered me. There's a part that I thought was like, just a little like, you didn't have to do that. Listen. Can I see the email? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean. Also, no. I didn't say nothing. I just didn't say what you wanted to hear. No, you didn't say anything. My point I is. I need advice. I'm kind of embarrassed. I'm going to my first Valentine's Day alone. I've always wanted somebody on this holiday since I was. Then maybe you abbreviated then. Um, yeah, I know. You, you offer nothing here. You no, just said, you abbreviated a word. No. I'll abbreviate a word that's no. not typically abbreviated. No, that, I did not. I read word for word from Katrina. Cat. Hold on. I'm reading. Email? She said email. No, but there was another one before that. Um, Al, you, we're going to run it back. You you abbreviated like an extra word that's no. not in here. No, right, well, I, I don't it. think I did. All right, then I take back what I said, except for the fact that you should embrace being lonely on Valentine's Day because more than anything else, you don't have a choice. So that being said, embrace it. Watch movies, eat whatever the fuck you want, be sad. It's a good – It's it, it can be kind of fun. I'll be honest. I'm not, um, I'm not a huge Valentine's Day person either. Uh and I think that I can understand people that are, okay, and it's nice. But when you say it's your first Valentine's Day alone, not dating somebody, this is just, you know, you're, you're, you're in a situation where you're talking about a date on a calendar. Mm-hmm. It falls on a Sunday this year, okay? I was asked, what are we doing this Valentine's Day? Okay, Chels asked me, I said, I'm working. What are you doing? <laughs> like you know, this is the we're, we are in the hospitality industry. This is a, you also know. like you've had other Valentine's days where you've done stuff. Yeah, like right. it's okay to to not one day. And mm-hmm. the, but now that doesn't downplay it. But the thing is, you just try and make other days special. You know, in 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 my boat, and I suppose the same boat you're in, Chris. So yeah, come down, hang out, whatever. But when you're like, hey, the bigger thing that you've got going on is the is abbreviating. When you say you're not over your ex. <laughs> 
you can't use this as a day to be like, oh my God, everyone's so out there and so happy, and I'm home alone miserable. That I'll, is not what's going I'll on. I'll tell you one thing she could do. Go ahead. She could ruin her ex's day. How so? She could send him something really fucked up on Valentine's Day, like just like really mess his head up. Because then, if you have to go through something, why should he just have a good day? This is why your, don't you send him like like nuke him? This is you your, know your worst show. <laughs> I think I'm doing great. No, absolutely not. Jules doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. No, she's you not get, over no, the guy. It's, it's, yeah, but so what, what? Like, like the thing is, she said they broke up over a stupid reason. Okay. The first thing you got to do, you got to use this Mike's Valentine's laughing. Day. Mike's I working understand. and he's laughing. Mike I'm shining today. You gotta, you gotta look. You gotta take this Valentine's Day to get right with yourself. Is what she's got to do. Okay, get yourself some chocolate. Get yourself some flowers. Okay, if that's what you want to do so bad. But you got to embrace the single. The single Valentine's Day is a nice thing. It is. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I just said all this. (laughs) But if it makes you feel better, you can think of something that'll ruin his day too. So then you're at least you're even. Eye for an eye. Cupid, right in the eye. Especially because they broke up over something stupid. Well, we don't know what that is. It might be something serious to him. You know what I mean? Oh. Usually when somebody's not over it and you say we broke up over something stupid. You did something. It's like usually like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, I, I hit him with my car. You know what I mean? It was just so, something so dumb, <laughs> something it, it, so small. Just text him on Valentine's Day and say, can we talk? And then don't. But don't talk to him. Just It'll just ruin his day. I swear it will. And then it'll make your day. You'll be happy because you ruined his. What do you think, Jules? Um, I mean, I'm all for, you know, just hanging out on your own self-love. Do some like, I don't know, facials. Watch a movie. Don't think about it that much. In all, I, I'm, I'm with you. Mm. I think you should embrace the lonely Valentine's Day because it's, it's kind of fun. I've done yeah. it plenty of times. Same. I granted, I don't really have, a, I don't hold that day in any kind of regard. I've always just kind of worked. Mm-hmm. But and also, a lot of people do like singles parties and stuff. So if you really like want that kind, like if you need some kind of like romantic attention, I'm sure there's something to do. I think you should just embrace being lonely. You've done shit every Valentine's Day. And again. And everything's got a prefix menu. You don't want that. Yeah, well, I get that's the thing I get. Like, when you're going out and you're single, especially if you're, like, kind of stinging off a relationship a little bit, and there's just Valentine's menus everywhere you go, and it's for two people, and you end up basically, like, you know, it's kind of like um, it, it's like when it's a different religion's holiday and everything's closed kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and you end up just trying to just, like, be anywhere that is just even open at that point. It's kind of like that. Um, here, I would let like. Here's the thing with Katrina. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to just play a game with us, I'd like to see if she can get a free meal by going somewhere, saying it's a table for two, knowing that no one's going to join you, and just acting like you got stood up and seeing if they get if you get a free dinner out of it. Very twisted. I like it, but also Katrina, play ball with us. No, but play but, ball but with us, no, Katrina. I don't think that's going to work. Because I think it would work. You wouldn't do it. We're sitting here in a restaurant that we manage. Is if it, somebody got stood up on Valentine's Day, you're not picking up that bill? Yeah, but is it worth the embarrassment that you're going to feel? No, because she knows she's not being stood up. She's going in knowing damn well that she's not getting but, stood Chris, up. think about it. If you're talking about a situation where it's like, hey, you know what? I'm lonely. Your cure for loneliness is, hey, go out and be no, intentionally it's a ton lonely. Of attention from other people. It's the opposite of lonely. So many people are going to be checking on you the whole day. Well, so many people Get are going to be super looking dressed up, order something nice, and the next thing you know, free bottle so, of wine. But, but if, she's, if she then at that point, why doesn't she just go out with her friend and the friend's boyfriend? Because then she's she, going to have to pay. At least she knows somebody at that point. It's because this is a social experiment. I want to know if the restaurant will pick up her bill if they think she got stood up on Valentine's. You're ridiculous. My, this, is, this, is, this is the craziest thing. <laughs> so she's going to sit there. 
If she's yeah, going to sit there, okay, and say, you know what, okay, I'm just going to order apps and see what happens. He's probably just running a little late. Uh-huh. You know how guys are, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. That's, 100%. That's what you wanted to do. Uh, yeah. And then she's just going to now, at, at the, by the time salads come, if, if you ask me, the jig is up. No, well, it depends. It all depends on how Katrina plays it. I could sell this thing like 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 a hot cake, okay? All right, so how do you, how do you, get, how do you well. get how do you get through that? How do you get through I, that? I would sit down and just be like, hey, um, you know, it's you know, we're just starting to take that next step in our relationship. Like if they ask, <laughs> you know, if you get that far, you know, first of all, you have to make the reservation under a guy's name is probably the first thing you do. Mm-hmm. You call if you could do like an open table or something like that, where you could leave the name. Any guy's name will do. So then you go there. I'm meeting someone named Michael here. Yeah, Michael, table of two. Let me bring you to your table. Now, Ma- Mike, where's, where's, Mike yeah, not Ma- show up. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, and then I think, I mean, if she's like bored mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day and genuinely doesn't know what to do, first of all, you have a good shot of like a, like a La La Land type of romance where someone just kind of walks into your life, you know, because you're not going to do that at home. Mm-hmm. Second, the idea of just, first of all, being a part of this thing that we're doing right now, mm-hmm. if you really got nothing else to do, and, like, you could be a huge part of, like, whatever our post-Valentine's Day episode is, mm-hmm. clearly she's a, a community member. I think I think if Katrina, like, likes a good joke, let's do this. You should go and see if you can get a free meal somewhere. I got something. I'll that, make the reservation. I've got something that Katrina can do to take her mind off things. She could check out Honey. <laughs> <laughs> we have another sponsor. Wow. Okay. It's Honey. Welcome, Honey. I would actually, uh, I, I would assume most people know what Honey is already. Do you like this segue? Uh, I do, but like a pet name is not what she needed to hear just Got now. it. Right. Um, <laughs> but I think most people know what Honey uh, is. I know Jules, I, I, I use it. I know Jules uses it. Yes, I do. Nando's wife basically runs every purchase through it. Bears love it. It's, it's basically <laughs> uh, an extension you put on your web browser, and when you go to check out anywhere, it'll run every coupon on the entire internet. Essentially, through the coupon code box, like literally all of them, everywhere, and it'll pop up telling you what you saved. You get a discount and you check out. 163,000 reviews on Chrome Store, and they have a 4.8 rating. That's like Dear Albie numbers right there. Yeah. That kind of a rating. That's like nine, t- nine of every 10 households. Mm-hmm. You know what I know. You know, you know what I'm saying. Um, anyway, joinhoney.com will take you to the page where you can get the extension. I don't think there's a code involved, a code involved but if so, drop them a pineapple. And say Albie sent you. That's it. Joinhoney.com is the site. Honey, it's awesome. Um, so try it out. Save some money. And thank your old pal, me, later. <laughs> but that's what you can do, Katrina. You can just go and basically uh, cut coupons for And you day. can buy Beak. Uh, so anyway, um, no, look. Getting your mind off things and all of that other stuff, I understand. The best way I like to, to, to try and do these things, when I'm in a rut it's a true story, okay? Might sound corny, but it works. When I am in a rut and I don't know what to do, I try and find someone that's got a problem and I try and help them solve it or someone that's going through a bad day, going through something, maybe give them a call. In other words, maybe there's another poor sap out there, okay, that just needs a little pick-me-up, all right? And now be, a, be someone else's blessing, so to speak, you know? What do you think, Jules? Or should, you know, I, I agree with that. I think that's good advice. Do you like that? I kind of am leaning towards Chris's advice, though. <laughs> I'm sure Bella would have liked what I had to say. Oh! <laughs> you're, you're with me wow. on the free dinner? Yeah. 
Would you do that, Jules? You would do that. You would never do that, Jules. I'm guilty. If you did it, but on your own, it's sad. But if you're doing yeah. it in this format, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun in that format. But I don't think I could. I would sit there and I'd have to like admit it that I'm here. I don't think you're gonna pull. I don't think you've got the ability to pull that off. Oh, I, I do. I don't know if Katrina does. I definitely do. I a definitely guy, do. a guy saying, yeah, but uh, but as a guy, I don't think a guy is getting a free dinner. No, because like I would, if I'm the waiter, I'd be like, "Tough shit," and I'd keep moving. But a girl, I'd be like, "This poor thing," I'd feel really bad. It's kind of like the Dumb and Dumber scene where he's like, "I thought, I think she meant ten o'clock at night." Yeah, <laughs> so I think I, I don't know. I think it'd be a fun thing to all do together. Um, worst case, you send out a bill, honey, you'll pick it up. I tell you what, if she goes out to dinner and and, and it doesn't work, I think I think we'll, you can dip into that Venmo account of yours, Chris. If she does that. I'll contribute to the dinner bill. I just don't, but I'm encouraging her to get something expensive, so I don't know where she's going. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like blindly just say that I'll pick it up, but I'll help her out. We need confirmation that it's happening beforehand, though. You yeah. got a couple weeks, and I need proof yeah. that she was alone. Like I'm not gonna like, you know, send pictures. But no, the show Al and Honey will will pay for the dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like there's a lot of pressure for the guys on Valentine's Day? Some guys. I think certain guys, uh, I think when it's your first Valentine's Day with a girl and you haven't been dating that long. So if Valentine's Day falls within the first 90 days your dating window, mm-hmm. it's a big day. Um, your first Valentine's Day besides that is always something I think you kind of make it a thing. But I was always, to me, I'm the type of guy that likes to go out a lot anyway. And Valentine's Day usually is a time in restaurants where – it's not a normal situation. You're going into a prefix menu. You're doing things that are kind of limited mm-hmm. compared to what I usually like to do. So I actually don't like going out for that reason. I'm with Al. I think the pressure stops when you're younger. Like when you're like, like I used to bug out at like 21. If I was going on a date on Valentine's Day, I was like, oh shit, like I gotta be like, you know, like, <laughs> but now I feel like we're older. Like I like to go out. Like I'll probably go out on the 13th or the 15th. Okay. Um, because I don't like prefix menus and it's not a busy restaurant. I don't like busy restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, just everything about it makes more sense to me. And like, we'll do like something cool on Valentine's day probably, but it's not a pressure thing to me now. Cause it's just mm-hmm. like when you're again, when you're younger, I think it means more to everyone involved, but like I get awkward, man. Like, I mean, last year, think about it, right? Last year for Valentine's day, uh, we were basically in Jamaica. We left, I believe we, we left the day of Valentine's day. Or came home the day of Valentine's Day. I forget which one it was. But we spent our Valentine's dinner in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And the the where we were, they really go overboard with like the the like the the, the romance. And like they try and say like we would come home and there'd be flower petals leading up to a bathtub. Now oh, wow. I'm not a bath person in general. <laughs> but like you can't what do you gonna do you can't like now there's pedals in the tub you can't not get in the tub now right like if you walk into chris what do you do you're you have a place i think bathtubs are disgusting you walk into a hotel room though and they've now sudsed it and there's champagne and then there's rose petals in the bath you what do you you can't drain the thing you gotta get in it uh i mean you you don't have to get in i feel like you gotta get in it you can't not get in the tub so what do you think I did? I got in the tub and it was extraordinarily awkward. I was like, I, I didn't know what to do. I really didn't know what to do because I don't usually I don't usually give myself baths. I'm a, I'm a shower guy, like uh-huh. most of America, mm-hmm. you know, dad especially. 
But I mean, you're you're it, 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 like these are the things. I just think those types of the hallmark scenes, flowers and chocolates and all that stuff. I don't know why I get very awkward. I just get very very awkward. Yeah, I, I'm just looking through my pictures. I was in Nashville last Valentine's Day. I kind of forgot what I did, but I, we were we had Cassandra to Nashville at the time, so I had to go there. But like, we just went to dinner. But I just looked at my phone with dinner on the 15th. Uh, okay. So I probably like landed the 14th and probably just like hung there or like watched the movie or something because just I don't like what Al's talking about. I don't like like the forced like romanticism. You don't. I don't need like a whole. I don't need the whole song and dance. Like I want to just do what we normally do. Like we mm-hmm. like to go out. We like to eat. I want to do that. I don't want to do it in a different way. Mm. You know. Yeah. I had the bourbon steak in Nashville, by the way, for giving a plug for no reason. What's um? It's pretty good. Also, uh. We should all say hi to Gary Cali. The listener? Yeah, well, he told us the other day at the restaurant. Oh, yeah, that's true. He said that he listens and he, and he laughs. But Uncle Gary's got to do the show. He, works he said with it. his hands. He definitely has to do the show. Um, What's up, Gary? Jules, real Looking quick. good, man. Keep working. He does look great. Yep. Um, real quick, Jules, do you have plans for Valentine's Day? Anything going on with you, Chris? Uh, I have no plans as of right now. No plans, huh? Okay. No. Just curious. <laughs> uh, oh, moving on. I just on. realized you wanted me to dig on that with you. Yeah. Dear Albie, Dear Albie Mailbag, we're going to jump to another one. Dear Albie, I would like to get both the Don's opinion as well as yours, Chris, and Lauren's opinion on the current issue myself and other family members are having with my brother and his wife. I am the youngest of four. My oldest brother, 47, has four kids. My sister, 46, has five kids. The brother closest in age, 35, this is like an SAT question. Mm. The brother closest in age, 35, just had their second in November, and I, 27, just had my first in July. You lost me. I know what you're thinking, and yes, we're all the product of one marriage. I wasn't thinking that, actually. Oh, but, no, I was just thinking a lot of numbers. Um, but uh, that is a pretty, the, the 20 years in between siblings, that's a lot. Um, I am very close to my oldest brother and sister, and they have been like a second set of parents to me. Their children are all teenagers now and are more like little siblings than nieces and nephews. My 35-year-old brother and I have more of a traditional sibling relationship. Lately, especially after having my daughter, I have noticed that my 35-year-old brother, Brother A, and his wife have been extremely divisive and use their children as leverage with my parents. My parents are amazing grandparents to all 12 grandchildren and would actually do, absolutely do anything for any of them. Though I feel like my brother and sister-in-law are totally taking advantage of that. Sunday dinners have become more or less the A and J show, as my sister and I like to call it. They make everything about themselves and their kids, which is fine. Now here is my issue. Every couple of years, my parents take the whole family on a big trip. 2016 was Hawaii, and this year was supposed to be Utah, but COVID botched those plans. One Sunday, I was sitting chatting with my dad on the couch when Brother A comes out of nowhere and asks my dad if he is going to give him the money he would have spent on them since the trip was canceled. Wow. Damn. Disgusted at, the, disgusted, <laughs> disgusted at the audacity of my brother, all I could do was get up and walk away. They continue to make comments about these types of things, trips, buying them new furniture, buying them a bigger car, etc., And I feel like they're completely using my parents and using their kids as leverage. My brother works an IT job, so it's not like they have no money coming in. It's one thing if they were asking my parents for things like this in private, as all all we need is a little help from mommy, as as we all need a little help from mom and dad sometimes. But to do it in front of myself, my other brother and sister, and the other kids takes balls. And we were not raised that way. I'm not sure where the sudden entitlement has come from, but it is starting to cause a big issue with all of us. 
and brother A. My parents and are my parents are clueless to the fact that they are enabling this type of behavior, and always brush the conversation off whenever I try to talk to them about it. The older nieces and nephew nephews have even caught on to it, and it is to the point where my sister and oldest brother and I are starting to avoid Sunday dinner because we simply don't want to be around it anymore. Is this an issue that we all bring to my parents together, or is this something that we need to work out among the siblings? I fear a big blowout argument with me at the center as I usually am the enforcer of the family and have kept my cool up to this point, but I am getting increasingly frustrated. Please help. K. Cool. Uh, Family sounds like they got some dope, because I'm willing to bet (laughs) that's like Park City, Utah, right? Because, like, where else do you go in Utah? And then, like, Hawaii was the last trip. Mm-hmm. So good on good on mom and dad, first off. But second. And they kept active, mom and dad, too. I, the only thing I really have on this, and honestly, there was a lot. There's a lot of content there. So I, I might have gotten some things lost in the middle. But mm-hmm. I think you should give your parents more credit when you said that they don't, they don't re- recognize it or they don't notice it or whatever it was there. Yes. They probably do. And they probably are just like, it is what it is. Like, you know, we're, we're older and – that's what we do. We're here to help our kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know them. I'm, I'm assuming that they're, they're probably a little bit more um, knowledgeable to it than you think. But I, it, to be totally honest, I'm not trying to be funny. It doesn't sound like a blow up is something that you can avoid. It sounds like shit's going to go down with you and your family pretty soon. And um, when you give yourself a label like an enforcer, I, I feel like you you may be stirring that pot a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> As, um, but. I think it's fucked up to just be like, hey, you know, since we can go on vacation, how about that money? I'm not yeah. saying they're innocent either. But it sounds to me like you're pretty prepared for this fight. Yeah, I mean, that's something that um, – it's an interesting one. Uh, I personally – I tend to agree with Chris. I mean, look, your oldest brother's 47. At the youngest, these parents can be what? Uh, 65? Yeah. Right? At the absolute youngest, logically, they're probably closer to 70, if not well into their 70s, okay? Mm-hmm. Um that to me, I think when you've had the a life that long, especially these days, you've been able to su- successfully keep every the nucleus of your family around with that much space in between it. That's a lot of raising kids. That's twenty years gap in between where you had somebody, okay, you know, living in that house or going through college or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That's a long, long, long time. Okay, um, well, I'm, I'm sorry, 40 years really. So because you got to, to 20 with another, and then you had another one. So that's a long ass time. Yeah. Th- it's an accomplishment keeping that amount of kids together that long. And I think when you're at that age, you're kind of more like screw it. Like I'm, I'm enjoying my family, whatever. If someone's gonna ask for stupid stuff like that, honestly. Is that the type of thing I would ask for? No, that's embarrassing. I don't. Yeah. You're talking about somebody that I don't. I don't ever like going to my parents for stuff. I could never imagine saying, "Hey, like, if I'm a big fan of, if you really need it, your parents are are, are hopefully going to be there for you and stuff like that. If you're in a position where you're lucky enough to have them, to have them be in a position to do that. If you're in a spot where you've got kids and this is like, hey, listen, this is affecting my kids, mm-hmm. and you want to go to somebody, I get it. Otherwise. I'm a strap-up kind of dude, and you do what you have to. Um, if it's a pride thing standing in the way of you you know, supporting a family, that's a different story. But if you're willing to bring it up in front of a bunch of people, that to me is like – she said it. That takes balls, and yeah. I don't 
you know, not the good kind. Like that's not like, you know, it, it just shows that it's almost more transactional. I would feel the same way she does. Like, you know, our parents are being good to us and this is what you're bringing to them kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But as far as how you handle it, you going to your brother is not going to fix it because this is an in him kind of a thing. For whatever reason, he's comfortable with that. She says it's not how they were raised. I don't know if it's his spouse that's kind of pushing him and making him feel a certain type of way or whatever. Um, it's an embarrassing thing. Uh, if you're going to mention anything, you mention it to the parents. But honestly, I think Chris is right. I think they kind of see it. You know, if if they're not blindly giving to him, and it's – if they're blindly giving to him, right? Let's say that they're up there in age and – you feel like your brother's taking advantage and they're blindly given to him in a way that's affecting their ability to support themselves mm-hmm. or support, you know, whomever it is that they have to, that's a different story. Okay. Then you can get everybody else involved or then definitely bring them to the parents. I kind of feel like they, they do, they get it and they're just kind of being aloof about it and saying, Hey, screw it. You know, it's a good point. I think though that the wife definitely has something to do with it. The fact that he was never like that before, but what you so you would not tell your sibling you would just kind of if you were in this situation you would tell your parents you you were her me if i was her i i would look at it and say to myself i'd really ask myself one of two things number mm-hmm. one is this really lost on my parents mm-hmm. do they not see the flaws or the fundamental issues with him even asking this number one and really, that's actually the second question you're asking yourself. The first question is, are they giving to him or overextending themselves or supporting him the way that they support him? Is that impacting them negatively? Hmm. You know? Because, look, at the end of the day, it's their money. What they choose to do with it is up to them. And I've said this a bunch of times. I've talked to, to this about, you know, my grandma, right? Love my grandmother to death, okay? There's nothing I could think of that would be passed down from her to the rest of the grandkids that I would rather have over my grandmother being in my life. She came to the Berkeley, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It was the cutest thing that ever happened. Probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite memories ever we ever had happen here. There's nothing of like, hey, let's, you know, hey, can we get some money? Hey, can we do this? Hey, can we do that? That's never been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's going to just be part of the DNA. Now, when you talk about... Uh, a certain situation like the one that she's in writing in. Yeah. That's going to make you look at your brother a little bit different. You don't know what his situation is. Rock should probably have a decent grip on the situation. Um, if you feel like he's just asking for frills and stuff like that, and it bothers you so much that you want to pull him aside. I don't hate it, but I don't think you're going to change this person. Mm-mm. Like, because they are older than you too. This is a whole other set. It's a whole other standard of sorts, really in a very weird way. That um, it's just different all around, you know? I mean, would you say something? I mean, you've got older brothers. What would you do? I think I would definitely tell my parents. uh, But I can see parents wanting to help their child. Like, I can see them not having an issue with it. But it would irk me more if I know that the sister-in-law was kind of provoking it and, like, pushing him. But do you feel like no matter what, Mm -hmm. no matter what, that's probably how you're going to feel? No matter if that this because look, she says it. She's like, it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh, you know, we're, we were not raised that way. Mm-hmm. So like, 
at that point, you almost are already kind of setting the stage that he's being influenced by somebody else. Yes. And if that amount of influence is affecting him enough to go up to his parents and ask for money when some when a trip just got canceled because there's a there's a pandemic, what are you going to teach him? There's clearly a grip that this guy is under that you're not going to uh, you're not going to shake him out of that. Mm-hmm. So it's either the only people that are really going to, in my opinion. Are the parents? What would be good to know is how did your parents respond in that exact moment? I don't think she talks about that. No. How do your parents respond in that moment? Because that's the type of thing where, if that happened in front of us, now me, Lauren, and Chris are brutally vicious to each other. So like, if that happened with our parents in front, we would be like, "Are you serious?" Like they, they weren't even. But we're so much closer in age that weirdly, it makes more sense. You're almost talking a decade in between you and your older brother. That's true. And it's like, I can see it being a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, there's a flip side of this, too. If this was, it doesn't sound to me that this is a desperation thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, can we get the money? Like, that's just a weird ass comment. And it's honestly, it's embarrassing. Yeah. But, like, th- if there's a situation where it's like, hey, like, like you're having that hard of a time. Let's say it's for those reasons. You don't want to necessarily make them feel less also. True. Do I feel like that's what's happening here? No. Mm. But do I want to be like twisting the knife into my you know, brother when he's like in a tough spot? Probably not. Mm. But that's not what's happening. No. Like, so if she's going to say anything, you say it to the parents because you're not going to get through the brother. We need an update. That happens a lot. <laughs> well, maybe we'll put Bella on it. Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> Good show. Good show. Had a good time. Yes. Lovely seeing you as always, Jules. Um, right in. We're going to be doing a marathon day. I've been busy as hell. We're going to do a marathon day up north. We're going to get the OG crew back. We're going to grab Candace. We're going to grab Christine. We're going to grab Mom. We're going to grab Lauren. Um, and we're going to be recording a ton this weekend. So get us your questions. And we love you all. Yeah, I'll be waiting for my email. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you later. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.